Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here with Preston Lude within the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast, getting you caught up and wrapped up for Darlington Throwback Weekend. It was a fun weekend, glad to be back at the track, a lot of fun. Preston, how you doing, man? You, you still recovering? I am so exhausted. I am too, man. I, I, I went to bed, I came home. Well, first, let's say this, Let's before we get into how we enjoyed the track, it was good to be back at the track. It was. It was great to so. be back at the track. It was great seeing, meeting new friends, old friends, and having and seeing people attend their first NASCAR race. We saw three people in our group attend their first NASCAR race. Yeah, we did. They learned a lot. They did. <laughs> they had questions during the race. Which, which I'm glad you were there because I sat up high. We sat in the same section. Yeah. But I sat way up high. And clicked off photos all race. Well, Brandon was like, he goes, uh, Matt's in the same section. I said, yeah. He goes, well, he doesn't want to sit down here with us. I said, did you see the camera in the camera lens that he pulled right. out? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, it was nice because if, if those of you who don't know me and those of you who are new to my my type of fan interaction with it, I spend 90%, maybe 80 to 90% of the race looking through a camera lens. That's my passion at NASCAR races. I like taking photographs. If I could do anything in the sport, it wouldn't be commentary. It wouldn't be broadcasting. It'd just be taking photos. You wouldn't want to like call a race on the radio? I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind doing that, but my real passion is standing behind the lens and capturing the moment, capturing what I feel at every race I go to, at least personally, my history of the sport. Mm-hmm. And I've caught a lot of spectacular photos with my camera. 2020 Daytona 500 comes to mind with the Ryan Newman crash. A spectacular photo I caught, a series of photos. You, you know, I, I just enjoy taking photos. That's my thing. Everybody has their thing to do at races. Some is drinking. Yeah. Some is just walking around. Some is throwing the middle finger to every driver whatsoever that <laughs> their T-shirt isn't wearing. <laughs> my passion is sitting up there, whether it's in the grandstands or wherever I am on the track, and taking photos, lugging around the camera, taking photos. That's what I like to do. That's what I want to ultimately do. That's why I got media credentials and passes and trying to get credentials in order to take photos and potentially sell them one day. I don't know to whom. 
I'm kind of taking the Brian Stone route. He's a bit further ahead than I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> but I'm trying to do that and network and do that because that's ultimately what I want to do is take photos. That's what I enjoy doing. So, and that's so funny because I I got a new camera and you saw the setup. It was a it yeah. was a whole new toy mm-hmm. compared to it the was. little camera I had at the Roval. This one is a okay, a little more beefier. And I learned a lot, and then when I got home, I realized I didn't do some things. I looked up how to do it. It's like, oh, if I would have just flipped this one switch, it would have been better. I, I learned a lot, but I've got some good photos on there. Go over to Click a Snap or our Twitter our Insta, our Twitter pages at ITM Media or in the Marbles, and you'll see those photos come up, and you'll get to see them. It's on Click a Snap, very cool website that I post my photos up for everybody to see. Everybody tends to like them, but I'm competing against girls in bikinis and dogs. So it's not the best competition for race cars. I'm losing in that category too. I'm, I'm not. I'm picking my battles poorly here. Yeah, that's but okay. But, it, you're learning. But I'm having fun doing it. <laughs> but we had a great time at the race. It was great to be back, seeing fans at the track, seeing everybody there. There was a lot of people there, a lot more than the Southern 500 last year. I feel. Yeah, there. I don't know what the actual like uh, percentage capacity wise, but it, the parking lot was decently. It was full, but you know, it took, you know, after the race, we waited an hour to leave, which is about standard and then got in our car. I don't know about you guys. I didn't hit any traffic. The only time I stopped was in Florence at a McDonald's. Nope. We didn't hit any traffic at all on the way out. We just took uh, a couple of back roads out to the interstate and that was it. Yep, that was it. We act, I actually hopped on 20. We probably went the same way. I hopped on 20, then 95. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. We so doing. we went the same way, but. It was a great time. It was a great race, and it's totally different being there at the race. If I would have watched that race on TV, I probably would have been like 95% of the fans on Twitter and Facebook talking about about the race. Right. But I think the fact that I was there made it so much more fun. Well, I, I can I can already, you know, now that you say that, people talking about it on Twitter like that, I think I, I, I can understand. I could probably attest to why they probably are upset and why they would say that when we get into the race when we get to that point but i'll i'll explain it when we get to that point because i think i can figure out why i got a nice matt to benedetto you did it's very nice i like the wood brothers hats this is kind of a throwback hat it was so the it was kind of nice to have some of those merchandise haulers there but there i mean it's like still kind of in times of covid so there wasn't really a whole lot a whole lot to do and i think that's going to get better towards the end of the year i think next year or this year when we go back for the southern 500 it'll be a full we're capacity gonna be full capacity we're going to probably see i hope to see because i was telling who was there i mean josh was there it was josh josh jordan, jordan austin was the new one okay so those three those three i want to talk about uh josh jordan and austin, and austin were the three fans out their first time or three people first time at the race and i think they're fans now and and I'm glad they went in there with open minds. I'm glad they went in there with, I don't know anything about this, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Instead right. of, this is just a bunch of dumb rednecks driving in circles. <laughs> this is boring. I'm glad they went in there with open minds, and they all three seemed to enjoy it. And I'm, I'm glad they I'm glad they, they went there with us. I'm glad we got to experience that with them, and we got video interviews with them. We're going to edit, put together, put together. And that's only going to get better. And i got to say this up front, too. We were going to throw up the flags. Timing was an issue, and I forgot my stake poles. It didn't work out. September, we're going to go there all day. Worry not. Yeah, so, yeah, we can explain. It's just, like I said, the way the COVID times have worked out. uh, First, 
the track said, hey, we're going to open the parking lot at 1230. Right. Well, my brother and everybody else got there at like 11. They're like, hey, the parking lot is wide open. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Darlington, for that one, for lying to us all. The parking lot was open. That was a little bit deceptive. Yeah. So we got there, I don't know, we got, we got there, there about 1230. 1 o'clock. By that time, you're already gearing up to go into the track. Yeah. There's just Maybe not doing a lot of time at last all. Last minute souvenir shop, and I got a nice clear backpack, which is way better than the shoulder bag for the scanners. I throw everything in there now. It's perfect. Camera, right. scanner, sunscreen, everything. And I didn't bring food. That's a mess up on my part, but. You know, and then I got my tickets, but it was it was not a timing was an issue for us because I, like you said, I thought the track was going to open way later than it was. Yeah. So I went to church. You know, I got time to go to the race. I'm going to go to church and went to the early service, got home, packed up, came to your house, pick you up. And yeah, we got there and we parked completely opposite of them. It was just the logistics were bad. Yeah, it was uh, things were just off, but it, it was just. It was I, I think weird. I think September we're going to have all of our ducks in a row. It's, yeah. it's such a learning curve, not just for the podcast, but logistics of producing a show out in the field. You take it for granted, looking at how seamless it is there. But there's so many people behind the scenes, I and mean, it's just us two. Yeah, it was just the whole it's seamless it, behind the it scenes. Just, it seemed like you did, like you said, it just it felt like we didn't have enough time because. By the right. time we got the stuff out, then we took the cooler over to where everybody else was at, and of course we were we went back for that box as well. We get back, and it's already like two o'clock. Yeah. So we're like, hey, we're gonna let's go see if there's anything cool to check out, see anything yeah, to buy. We get down there. By the time we come back, it's time to go back into the track already. I mean, you just there's no time. Right, there's no anything. time. We'll fix it in September. It's a lot of fun, but we we do have this for our opening segment here. Top five. Things to do for your at your first race. Top five things to keep in mind if you're going to your first race. It doesn't have to be Darlington, but it could be Dover, Circuit of the Americas, any any I dare say any sporting event, motorsports. Yes, that's especially a day race because this was my first day race since I can't even remember. Well, the oh, Roval. Oh, Pocono. Oh, Pocono. I mean, my first legitimate day race where they had to finish in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah, I was yeah, sitting yeah. in that hot sun all day and. Yeah, grandstand. So it was. It's been a number of years for me because I'm used to going to Darlington Roval. It's sun setting. So my first tip is don't buy tickets from anyone or anywhere else but the track. Yeah, that's a big. We one. We almost ran into a hiccup there where I think it was Jordan, Josh and Jordan. Jo- Josh and Jordan. Um, they went on a whim. I heard it was they decided to go at the last minute. So that's why they were there. Right. They came. They were there that day. So they, I guess they must have bought tickets from a. And you can't trust those people. No, don't you can't trust work. them because they almost one ticket worked and one one didn't. ticket worked and, and one I was didn't. like, oh, they're they'll let they'll let and, them and in. They, they let them in. And yeah. It was fine, you know. Who I'm not going to say who because I don't know who for one, but they let them in, and mm-hmm. it was it was okay. Everything worked out, but it doesn't always work out like no, that. No, it does not. They got lucky. They got very lucky. So buy your tickets from the track. Yes. I always call the track. I don't go through. Ticketmaster, if I can help, and I call the track, say I want two tickets or how many tickets for this race in this section, preferably. Number two, this is a big one, and I, I think Jordan and Josh Josh can attest to that, and Austin and maybe you and I brother. put on sunscreen. I know this is sunscreen. Yeah, this is sunscreen because at the end of the race, I mean, I'm up there standing up on top of the stands all day taking photos, and there came a time where you put on sunscreen and. You don't get you don't you're not miserable the following day, Jordan. She's probably a little miserable right now. Josh is probably a little miserable right now. All part of the experience. I told him they're real rednecks now. Well, what was funny was I I put some more 
sunscreen on before we went into the track because my brother was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring sunscreen into the track anyways. But I was like, you know what? I'll just put some on real quick. So, like, you know, I did that, whatever. And then we get in there and... I think his girlfriend was asking for some sunscreen, and he goes, oh, hey, I forgot to put some sunscreen in there. But I think somebody had sunscreen. They just didn't know it. I did. You did. I had sunscreen. Oh, well, okay. see, here's the problem. I Once <laughs> you guys found your seats, I, you didn't see me. I just... Yeah, I'm, you went straight I'm up, to the top. I'm up, I'm up on top. I got I got my thing to do. And if any of you would have just came up, because I came down once, and I gave Austin my headset. I'm like, here, listen to Truex. Mm-hmm. You picked Truex. Here, listen to him. This is a way new experience right here. And I wish, in hindsight, I would have known people were coming that didn't have a scanner. I would have brought my extra one, got in it programmed, and said, here you go, listen. This will this will open it up to a whole new world, which actually goes into number three, get a scanner. Then after the race, talking to Josh and Jordan, and they said, you know, where were you guys? And I was up top. Mm-hmm. I was up top doing my thing the whole race, standing up the whole time. I got a two-hour ride back. I'm not sitting. And they said, you're not sunburned. They're like, yeah, I had sunscreen up there. Oh. Like you had sunscreen the whole time. It's like you didn't come up and say hey to me. <laughs> Not once did you venture away from your little bubble. You just stayed down there, and I I did my thing. I'm I'm not a rookie at this. I you know walked all up and down. I'm just taking pictures all day. Nope. So they were kind of upset with me, but it's like you can't blame me on that. Yeah. So scanner is a good one, especially that's, that's if number you've three. Never gone, and you could rent scanners for I think twenty five dollars or fifteen dollars for the day, and they give you the headset and everything. And if you're not an avid fan and not Knowing that this is a sport for you, you don't need something like I have. I have a Racing Electronics 3000 where it's an over-the-air programmable scanner mm-hmm. where I can just hit program, go, and just downloads everything, and I have everything right there. I don't have to go to Racing Electronics or anything. Just program it and go. It's the best scanner in the world if you go to multiple races a year. Right. If you go to one or two races a year, maybe one or two races every couple of years, just rent yeah, it the from two the, the two I have, I traded for a watch years ago. Okay, some guy was like, "Hey, I'll trade you this your watch." It was like a waterproof watch. It was red. He's like, "I'll trade you a watch for two race scanners." I was like, "What do you mean?" He said, "Here, I'll show you what they look like." And I said, "Done here," because I knew exactly. I was like, "Oh yeah, this watch is not worth as much as that right there. <laughs> those oh. are worth a lot, right? They give me those things." So okay, um, yeah, I mean, those are basic. Those are from like the late '90s, I think, early 2000s. The headsets are still good, but it's just they're the small little ones. But I don't, I don't ever like to. I like to listen to the drivers, but the radio yeah, broadcast to gives the radio. me to a, it gives me a lot of. There's a lot that goes on. So, like, if you're a new fan and you get a scanner and you don't really, you think that oh, maybe following a certain driver is not doing it for you. If you listen to the radio broadcast, you can. I mean, they're going to give you just about and everything that's happening. they tell a lot of jokes afterwards. MRN does a, a the best great job, job ever. Great job. I, they should have the MRN radio broadcast over the TV broadcasters, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all I, for those, that. Especially during the commercials. Clear. And tell them the joke about the deodorant. Oh, yeah. Or the I laughing can't, gas. The laughing yeah, gas. Yeah, I can't remember who was saying it, but they were like, yeah, you know, um, so-and-so used uh, laughing gas as deodorant today, uh, this morning at the hotel, and they were like, really? He said, yeah, he smelled funny all day long. Ah, ah that was a good one. That was a really they, good they, one. They do stuff like that the whole time, and then you'll hear this random voice, mics are hot, and then silence. And everybody has to, yeah, everybody's got to be quiet. Welcome back to the Darlington Raceway. Martin Truex still pacing the field here. Yeah, you know, it's so it's funny. So they'll funny. just be like, hey, quick, Listen. favorite song from this certain band, and you'll just hear like Dave Moody just start singing for no reason. And it's Quick, just- favorite Berlin song. <laughs> Take my breath away. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it's, it's, it's really good mrn do, do i'd say do that the whole time those guys do such a yeah. great job number four drink plenty of water 
I'd like to drink beer just like the rest of the people. But I got two things going against me, especially yesterday at Darlington. One, it was hot out. Yes, it was. And I'm baking under the sun. I need the water because I had a headache going home as it was. And two, I'm going home as it is. I don't need to get a DUI. Yeah, or water is your water best is your friend. best friend. And I have track. seen it firsthand. I mean, there was heck. There was one time we were set up for a tailgate. It was probably like ten or fifteen of us, and there was this other group next to us, and they had a buddy who was passed out in a chair in a camping chair. And I mean, he was just like Matt, like this. He was just oh like yeah. this, lean back. And they were like, well, "Let's just. He's fine. Maybe we should just leave him here." We came back. He was still there after the race was over. And so you just passed wasted, out. You, you know what you did? You wasted the day, man. Yeah, he was passed and I get it. out. I, 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 I drank. <laughs> I drank my few. You know, my fair share of beers. Once I got there, what's the first thing I did? You know, yeah. I cracked open a beer, <laughs> and I drank one, and then I drank another, and then we went to walking around. I drank two more, and then we went to the track. I drank another one. So what? That's one, two, three, four, four, five. Mm-hmm. And then once the green flag started, no beer water the rest of the three hours just sober yourself up and get ready to go home and number six or number five i want to say number six i don't know number five the most important thing to do or the top thing to consider before going to your first race but any any auto race is go with people who've been there before yes jordan and josh would have been totally lost i feel without us now not saying that if you go there for the first time you could ask probably anybody there because it's all about the fan interaction and the people there and within everybody just to have a good time that nobody would help you. I don't think anybody would say, get away from me. You don't know what you're talking about or whatnot. Anybody would help you. But if you go there with a group of people you're comfortable with, and I keep using Josh and Jordan because those are the only couple I should use Austin too, but people you have at least a friendship with, you're going to meet more people within that because we came so we were like, oh, okay, we're part of the group now. So we we would go and do stuff, and, oh, yeah, do this, do that, do this. And and Josh was calling me the Buddha of NASCAR. Well, he called me the Jesus of NASCAR. It's like, I'm not Jesus. Don't call me Jesus. He's like, how about the Buddha? It's like, you could call me Buddha. I don't believe in Buddha. It's uh, so, funny. So I, I said, yeah, okay, I'll you know do this, do that. And then I said, I'm going up top. And I was expecting him to maybe come up there and, oh, okay, let me see this perspective. It's, no, he stayed there in his little bubble. Well, he was asking me a lot of questions because he was and, sitting next and, to and me. Which is great because they got the site. I wish they would have gotten a lot more. And they, they loved the race. They rated it all way better than I think a lot of people rated it because they don't have that skewed mindset of oh, it was just pure for them. Right. That's the way it should be at every race, regardless yeah. if it's on TV or not. It was just like, that was awesome. The sights, the smells, the sounds. It was way louder than they expected. Way much more fun than they expected. But that's my top five list on what you should do if you're going to your first race. Yeah, absolutely. Or probably you could use those that list if, not, if it's not even your first race. But for in my case, my 25th race, I did everything on that list. Mm-hmm. So just little tips. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with those. That was our opening thoughts. I enjoyed the weekend. It was a lot of fun. I wish I would have made it to all three races, but I only made it to one. But one's better than none. I really enjoyed it. But anything else before we get into the news? Mm, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, let's get into the news. All right. News. And this is a big one here. Following the Xfinity race, Noah Gregson finished fourth. Well, not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. Post-race inspection. Failed post-race inspection. Ended up finishing 40th. Junior Motorsports going to appeal that decision. 
on the disqualification of Noah Gregson. Now, what exactly happened? Because I tried to look it up and heard it on MR, uh, MRN this morning, NASCAR radio this morning, and couldn't find anything. Okay. Yeah. So in an article, it says that the nine team violated rule 20.14.C. I, that just all is meaningless to me in the NASCAR rule book. And here's what the explanation is in the NASCAR rulebook. Okay. All suspension mounts and mounting hardware must not allow movement or realignment of any suspension and or drivetrain component beyond normal rotation or suspension and or drivetrain travel. What? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what let me, the, let me see the rule because I got to yeah, see that. That's right here. what the explanation says. All suspension mounts and mounting hardware must Okay. So um, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're going to appeal it. Good luck to them. Yeah. But that's a I bummer because I, could, all, I couldn't really get anything out of that. I'm not sure. Because if that, before that point, all three junior motorsports cars would have finished in the top 10 with Allgaier winning, Barry second, Gregson fourth, and Arnett six. Josh Barry's having a great run, by the way. He really is. He might. He's developing well. I had my doubts about him, but then he's, he won Martinsville, and now he's just okay. He's yeah, starting to he's kind there. of you know flex his muscles a little. But that's the only piece of news I had, or you had, really, because I couldn't really find anything. Mm, yeah. Folks, going to take a quick second here and break from the show and remind everybody out there about In the Marbles online store at Teespring. There you can find all of your In the Marbles gear that you need, such as T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and much more. Show everybody out there, whether it's at the NASCAR races or the local short tracks, that you are a fan and avid listener of In the Marbles. All purchases will help In the Marbles bring you more content in the future. If you just head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Merch tab, there you will find the link to Teespring, or you can head over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash In the Marbles, and there you will find our online store. And during the month of May, if you use code LUGNUT, it'll take 20% off your order. So remember, head over to endmarbles.net under the merch tab. There you will find the link or teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash endmarbles. Again, 20% off if you use code LUGNUT for your entire purchase till the end of May. Now getting into our weekend review here, short track racing we're going to start off with. Instead of Formula 1, we all know what happened with Formula 1. It's just going to, that's going to be a quick one. Yeah. But short track racing, got a news story here. Not really news, but just an update here from the South Alabama Speedway. More specifically, the cup-like division in which our friend of the show, Charlie Herkus, races in. And for those of you who don't know, Charlie's been on the show a number of times, both as a special guest, as an interviewee in episode 3, I believe. So go back, listen to those episodes. The quality isn't the best on episode three, but you get the gist of it. It's a fun episode, good guy, one of my best friends. He was in the cup light race on Saturday, hence the reason why he couldn't come to Darlington with us on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They redid the schedule. Well, Charlie got Charlie did some stuff to his car, transmission-wise, front-end-wise, and he, have, he was having a great run. Even led a lap. He passed the leader, and the leader passed him back. I think it was the four car. I couldn't find the name of the driver of the four car. But then he was running in second, and this driver in the nine, number nine four, Jason Fowler, oh. was racing. Jason Fowler just totally took Charlie Herkus out. <laughs> I mean, just right in there in the turn one and two, just bloop, 
turned them around. So was it like a Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick incident that one time? No, it was, it was just a straight up dump. Well, well that's I, what Kyle Busch did. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, Kyle yeah. Busch did. Like, with Harvick, with yeah, Harvick. He yeah. dumped him. He dumped him straight up. And Charlie DNF due to a rear end gear issue. Oh. Because he wasn't on the track and said what happened. Rear end gear slipped and couldn't finish. Well, fast forward a few laps later in the, th- in the three car of Adam Salter. And keep in mind that where you're watching these, it's a person holding a cell phone, it looks like, doing a live video for YouTube or Facebook. All of a sudden, all the fans point. And you know what that means when everybody points. I yeah. mean, when it's just one person, it's kind of annoying because you're like, what happened? But when it's everybody, something happened. And the three car of Adam Salter is on his roof. Oh. I don't know what happened. Nobody, I haven't seen any video yet of what caused that accident. Will you ever seen the video? Probably not. But according to Charlie, and I got the text message right here with Charlie, I asked him, is the three car okay? He said, yeah, apparently the 94 got into him as well. Okay, then. But driver's okay. Again, Adam is okay. This 94 guy is making a lot of but, you know, uh, enemies. He, he didn't, but it gets better because karma comes back and bites a lot of us in the butt and a bit fouler in the butt when the four car... They were racing hard. You could tell the four car was the class of the field. He was the true exit of field. But the 94 car was probably the Larson of the field. He was up there. He was running well. And he caught him, passed him. The four car wasn't having that. Again, I can't find the four driver's name. If you know it out there, let me know. And took out the 94. But he did a 360, kept going. Race stayed green. That was with a lap or two to go. The four car wins. After the checkered flag falls, the 94, Fowler, comes up and gives the four a little boop in the rear. It's like, oh, boy. Mm. This is this, and this and is what I love about short track racing. If you want to get into NASCAR, that's great. Go to your local short tracks if you want to see the raw, unemotional, unfiltered definition <laughs> of what a good race is. Because that was one of, that was a, if I rated that race, it would probably be contender for race of the weekend. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Afterwards, the teams get together there in the victory lane, and the victory lane set up where the top three cars, kind of like a podium finish, first, second, third, are on the front stretch. The four driver gets out, the 94 gets out, and then you start seeing these people just start kind of... Yeah, you see, like, the group you happening. You see the group happening, and then you, and then you start seeing the wave. Ah, uh, uh, the pushing, and the uh, pushing and shoving. The, the cops get there, break it up. And <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. But then it was so funny, too, because I forgot the name of where it's going through the live video is going through, but there was this guy talking and it's just, this just truest Alabama form. This was because he said something like that happened to me once where this guy took an air gun and I was standing right there and all of a sudden all hell broke loose and I don't even know what happened. I knew they were right there. He just went on his own story (laughs) about a similar incident that happened during race, but that happened. I'll make sure to start sharing that a lot more. And follow their pages and share their stuff because that's a lot of fun. It's, if you want, that's that's funny how they, they race not just cup lights but uh, late models, street stocks, right? But it's just local short track yeah. racing, and it's cool that people and we have the technology to live race and live yeah, stream and show all this it stuff on and show and it on so, Facebook yeah. and stuff. It's a lot of fun. That's funny though that that whole just that guy out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, that happened to me one time. Yeah, and he just and you can hear <laughs> it in the background through the whole commotion right there. He's telling his story, which is more interesting than the fight going on right now. <laughs> Jeez. It was way more interesting. So much fun. <laughs> uh, going on to Formula One, going to the big dogs now. Lewis Hamilton, 98th career win. You kind of spoiled that when I was in line for the tickets. Uh, I'm or, sorry. Or, or, or Matt DiBenedetto's hauler. Yeah, that's you, my bad. Well, you didn't, you, don't worry, because you would. You said 
won't bet you won't guess who won the Formula One race. Yeah, I wanted to get on Facebook for a second that morning because I wanted to look at something, and then like that's like one of the first things that comes up, and I was just like, "Well, the okay. race itself, I watched the race, and Verstappen was dominating." Yeah, Lewis I heard Ham- he was. Lewis Hamilton had an extra pit stop. They had a strategy where he put in one extra pit stop, and that gave him the fresher tires. Oh, uh, he la- went with the two stop, and with with ten laps to go. He went for the undercut. I mean, passed Verstappen. Uh, he was doing the undercut. And he mm. drove away from him. And, of course, when that happened, it's fast forward. Uh, and yeah, the old threat of the undercut. But I gave that overall race a four. It wasn't very exciting. I mean, even with 10 laps to go, they're not racing wheel to wheel for those laps. And once... I think I saw, I think I saw the video of Hamilton making the pass on Verstappen, and it looked like just flawless. Yeah, it was. It was right on the outside of going to turn one. and Yeah, I mean, he just flew right by him. He was gone. See ya. Yeah, 100% gone. I give that over. Give the Formula One race a four. Call me biased, but that's what I gave it. Truck race. Crash fest. Yeah, what, that was. It was what Jordan, Josh, and who's the other one? Austin. Austin wanted to see in the cup race. Yeah. They wanted to see that cra- crazy chaos and destruction during the cup race. Unfortunately for them, the cup race was a little more tamer than that, but the truck race was a fun race to watch. I thought either John Hunter Nemechek or Ben Rhodes would have gone in it. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Cautions fell right for Austin Creed or uh, Sheldon Creed, who claimed a six-career victory first in 2021 at the Lift Kits for Less.com 200 at Darlington. Big crash causing a multi-truck wreck. That was, I think it was a red, total of like 20 trucks. Bringing out the red flag for 12 minutes. That was that restart was just wild to even watch. When, it happened, right. when I was watching it live, I gotten home. I was recording it, but I had gotten home, and I think I was catching the second half of it. So I watched it from like the second half of the race on. And when that, I mean, when I saw it live, I was just like, did somebody just forget to, like, what happened? Somebody <laughs> forgot to do something. But I tell you, that was a crazy race. And congratulations, Sheldon Creed. He only led seven laps. But he led the seven that counted. Yep. That's all that matters. That's right. He led the, the most important one. He led the most that important one. one. And notable finishers from that race, Timmy Hill. Started 26th, finished 7th. Good for Pro- him. Probably due to a lot of cars being taken yeah, out. and probably. Being uncompetitive there. But still, he kept the finishers on the truck. Finished seventh, came home seventh. Yeah, Very hey, nice. like they said, you have to race the racetrack at Darlington usually. So yep. if your competitors are taking themselves out, that's good. Just as long as you're focusing on yep. you, Focus taking on you. care of your Don't car. Hit the wall and everything. <laughs> how would you rate the truck race? Or, I, first, how would you rate the Formula One race? I, you, did you even five? Watch it? Yeah, okay, I caught. Five. Yeah, I mean, it was just like you said when you know that Lewis Hamilton's won. It's just like 
you just kind of go back and watch the star. I don't need to see how he won. Yeah, you just try to catch what you can. Whatever. Truck race, I'd give it a solid eight, I think. I always enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed truck racing and couple that together with Darlington and at night at the same time. Oh, that's that's a recipe for success. I rated the truck race a seven. Just a heads up, if you're regular on the show, you're used to hearing hearing us say memorability, excitement overall. No, we're just going to do overall rating of the truck race or of the any race one through ten, and then we could probably and then you could give like and an then, opinion or two or something. And then you that could you, go, yeah. don't go into yeah. depth a little, but overall seven. It was a good yeah. overall race to watch, a lot of fun. Now we go to the Xfinity race. Xfinity race. Um, I didn't really catch all of it. I caught the end of it in the highlights, but I went out. That was the day, and I mentioned it on the race day show, but I didn't mention it on here. I met Mike from Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast. Him and his family were down doing. His son's doing youth baseball, and he, he was down. He invited me out to dinner and met him and his family. Great group of people, and great meeting them. If you listen to the race day show on the Unhinged Sports Network, we do five off, five on with Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast, and Mike is the kind of the head honcho there. He's the equivalent to me <laughs> here in, in the Marvels. I hate meeting to say. of the minds. Yeah, the meetings like. of the minds. Just. <laughs> I, and it was a great time meeting them, and they bought me dinner. I bought them a few drinks, and stuff. it was a lot of fun. Really good group, really good guy, and hope to see him again in the future. Hope he made it home safe. But the Xfinity race, Allgaier, again, not leading an extraordinary amount of laps. 148 laps won or let, ran. Bleh. I'm so excited still from Darlington. I'm still, <laughs> ugh. Of the 148 laps ran at Darlington for the Xfinity race, Ten of them were led by Justin Allgaier. Again, you don't need to lead them all. Nope. No, you don't. Just need to lead the ones that matter. And that was his second win of 2021. John Hunter, uh, and, again, Noah Gregson looked like he was going to bring home a solid top five, an average, good average finish for junior motorsports, but got DQ'd. They were appealing that. I don't know if they were going to win it. They might as well go down swinging. Notable finishers, though. Josh Berry finishing second. He's and I'm we, telling we you, hinted that on guy, him later, yeah. but he started 24th yeah, and finished second as a rookie at Darlington, a track notorious for veterans. Yes. Josh Berry finishes second. Good and for him. three out of the four junior motorsports cars running in the top 10. It's great to see that doing it overall. And they're doing overall well this season. And how would you rate the Xfinity race? I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven as well. Wasn't the best, wasn't the worst race. But then we get to the big show. Oh, we get to the big show, yes. and that is the Goodyear 400. And like I said, at the top of the show, when we got there, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of moving parts. And once we got there into the track and the cars were going by, it was just business as usual. Watch the race. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people say that wasn't a good race. Uh, well, I wonder if, the, if those people that say that were the ones that were watching on TV or not. And, and I'm thinking they are because at the race – yeah, it was kind of. I wish I could have seen. I guess Larson gave him a run there for his money there with maybe twenty to go, and that was it. That was the only challenge for the lead. I think Truex had all day was there at the end. Yeah, and of course I was waiting for. I was looking everywhere, saying, "Where's going to be? Where? When's the costume going to come out?" Yeah, it was seemed like it was. It was building up to that point where yeah. it's like, "Is there going to be a costume?" We had a lot Where's of the debris? long green flag runs, and that's not a bad thing. No, I it's mean, not. Only two accidents, both involving Stuart Haas Motorsports and Eric Almirola and Three. Cole Custers. Oh, and Kyle Kurt, Busch, and Kurt Busch, Kurt Busch, and then the Kyle Busch spin. Yes, the Kyle Busch spin as well. Yeah. As the leader, 
And then the stage caution. So what? That's three, four. I think it was six altogether. Six, six cautions altogether, yeah. which isn't like bad. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's, when you're there, it's not bad. I, I don't like cautions when I'm at the racetrack. I feel like it slows everything down. And the most exciting part of the cautions at that point are the pit stops. Yeah. And once those are done, it's okay. Well, now we're just waiting for everything to get cleaned up so we could get going back to racing. Cautions don't really do it for me, especially when I'm at the track. When I'm at home. Okay, now I could quickly do something clear and clean out the dishwasher or something like that and call it a day. But after track, I do like those long green flag runs where it's just you hear the cars the whole it's time. It's kind of like you could almost kind of compare it. It's like it's kind of like status quo, which was kind of odd because it was a high horsepower, low downforce package. But everybody seemed to be, I mean, aside from the Darlington stripes here and there, guys getting into the walls. Yeah. It seemed to be a fairly clean race. Those. Uh, three of those accidents were all basically a couple laps after restarts. You know, you're talking about the field getting bunched up, coming off of turn two especially. That's a dangerous yeah. area. I mean, guys are... A few tires went down here and there, but, yeah. but nothing... I I enjoy... that, And that's, you know, that's one thing why I don't like stage racing. I enjoy just long green flag runs because it can help the strategy play out. Just imagine if Kyle Larson, if we would have just had green flag runs instead of stage breaks. I think Kyle Larson would have somehow ran down Truex at some point. Well, I also think, and I thought about this today, we raced a 400-lap race at Darlington, which they did last year due to the pandemic and then the NASCAR readjusting the schedule. But this is the first time I've been to a Darlington race where it was 400 miles yeah. and not 500 miles. I enjoy the 293-lap race. It was a good 293-lap race, but maybe, what, 50, 60 less than the 300-mile race? or It's yeah, about 70, About I think. 70 laps yeah. less. But had there been that 70 laps, there would have been one or two extra pit stops. Yep. Kyle Larson could have adjusted it perfectly because even Truex said he didn't have the best handling car. No, he did not. Somehow he held on to that. So I think with 100 extra more miles, this is where the... I want to say short short racing is fine because you get a little more excitement, but that kind of was debunked yesterday at Darlington. Whereas if you have a longer race, that extra 100 miles, Larson, Kyle Busch, maybe William Byron could have Mm -hmm. tuned their cars up just right because Truex wasn't making any adjustments all day, whereas everybody else was keeping up with the changes of the racetrack. Yeah. What if we had another 100 miles? Ergo, the Southern 500 coming up in here in September, you can't run one setup the whole time. You got to keep up with the track adjustments and the track. I think it would have been more exciting watching the 500 mile race at that point than it would have been the 400. Yeah. You know, and you're right. You know, Truex did not have the best card. I think what also going back to what people on social media say about, oh, it's not that good a race. I think those people are the people that watched at home because, you know, when you watch a broadcast, usually they're focusing on just like the top five. So of course there's no really there's no battle going on through the top five maybe for third and fourth, but you know I like I told you before the show Maple sent me a tweet and it was that there were more green flag passes yesterday in yesterday's race the Cup race than the last fourteen Cup Series events at Darlington twelve of them which were f- the five hundred mile race two thousand nine hundred and thirty nine green flag passes. All for positions. That is so crazy. It was a lot of it was happening from that fifth to about twenty fifth on back. Even if guys were lapped down, there was still a lot of passing going on. Right. You just don't see that when you're watching on TV. And I think that's why a lot of people watching at home were like, "Oh, it's not. It wasn't that great of a race." 
yeah, because Fox is only showing you the top five. That's all they right. care about is just the leader. But if you're not paying attention, to, I didn't pay attention to Truex until 30 to go when Larson was closing in on him. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it was just, it's cool to see. And I, I thought the backwards was great. And I, I, I'll be biased here. I think turn one is one of the greatest places to sit for a race. I, I look at that and I say yes and no. I, I, I like to exit at turn four. I get to see them right do stuff. I wish there was, I wish there were stands on the back stretch, looking off a of turn two because I think those would be good seats, like high up, kind of like yeah. where we are. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. It was the museums there, and the, yeah, it, it was just a nice. It was nice because was we had different. the day yeah. racing and. When you sit in turn one, especially where we were, you see the cars coming down, and it's right where they cut down off of that track onto the apron, where they they'll cut down and they sweep back up. It's one of the coolest sights to see. Well, and you see a you as the the uh, the green flag runs would go on, you know the tires start to wear out, and you could see the cars wiggling back and forth. Oh yeah, you could see the guys sliding into one, and like you can tell that they're working that wheel in there, and it's just one of the coolest what, sights to see. What. And I talked to this guy in, in turn one up there at the top of this, in the stands called named Buck. Mm-hmm. And I said, how long have you been coming here? He said, since you were born, since before you were born. I said, I believe you. He said in the early eighties, he's been coming here to Darlington. So I'm sure he has a lot of stories if he's listening. Hey Buck. But he said, turn one's the place to be during the 500 mile race and turn three and four, where we sit during the 500 race is the best for the day race, the spring race. Oh, okay. Cause you're out of the sun. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Whereas turn one, you or for the five hundred miles, you see the sunset and everything like that. But yeah, it was a good overall race. I enjoyed it immensely. Martin Truex scored his third win of the year, thirtieth overall. Two hundred and forty-eight of the two hundred and ninety-three laps led. That guy was on a rail. He was. He was. And you know, he was very and impressive. A, yeah, to watch. and a lot of people could probably say, "Oh, it was a clean air." But that no, there's no clean air, Darlington. Maybe no. on the restart, but once everything starts to get filed yeah. out. And I mean, you have to battle lap cars all day long, and you got to make sure not to take yourself out or give yourself. He just Truex just he's a veteran at this this time, and yes, the track is for veterans, but it's also you're not only racing that track, but you have to you have to be racing those lap cars, and you have to know when you're going to have that chance to pass those lap cars, right? And to save those tires. He did a great so job. he did a very good job of it all day long. Yeah, noticeable finishers: Chase Briscoe finishing eleventh. Good run for him. And, Chris Buescher back on my list, finishing ninth. Both Roush Fenway Motorsports vehicles finishing in the top ten. Points after Darlington. No surprise here. Martin Trex Jr. in the lead now. No really changes to the top 16. Matt Benedetto dropped a little bit. But Tyler Reddick moving on up. Stenhouse moving on up. Chris Buescher starting to rear his head into that top 20. I thought Tyler Reddick looked pretty good yesterday. Oh, and you know, uh, remember the strategy of Ross Chastain? That came back to bite him in the butt when yeah. they tried to go all the way that long run. He tried, man. You can't. It, hey, you can't blame him for trying, but man, that really t- shows the difference in what tires will really do. Oh, yeah. it, was, oh, it was. It was. I didn't see one, two tires stop. Not one. And some and people, you know, they talked about it on the radio, and we talked about it in the car on the way home too. And Brandon said, "Did you notice it? How?" It looked like they were going so like in slow motion as the run went on, and I said, "Yeah, well, that's, char- that's one of the char- every track has their own characteristic. And if you ever been to Darlington or ever want to go to Darlington, you're going to notice that. Yeah, you're going to notice with fresh tires, they're blazing. 
But the tire but give fall it, up give is it ten, astronomical. Give it 10 laps, and then all of a sudden the race slows down to the point where it's... You can tell. Wow. It looks like they're moving in I, slow motion. You know, you kind of hope for something to happen. Somebody to spin out. It's like reset, re-rack, put new tires on, and go. Because, yeah. man, after a while there at Darlington, if you're not used to it or if you are used to it... It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. It kind of does drag on. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, when you're watching those cars go behind, you're like, man, it looks like they're getting slower. Yeah, because well, the yeah, lap times have dropped off three and four three seconds. Three and four seconds, yeah. But overall, I gave it a nine only because I was there, and it was a great race. It's good being there. Good having a, It's going to be nice having another car in here besides a Harvick or Hamlin. I think that was the first one since Chase Elliott that I've seen win, and it's the first time I've seen Martin Truex Jr. win. I think I've seen, I think I've seen Martin Truex win before in person, too. That might have been my second time seeing him win before, but that was my first. That was time. a heck of a drive by him for sure. Very good overall for nine for me. What about you? I give it a nine. I mean, it was just it was nice to be back at the track. You know, looking back on it, even though we didn't have much time during the day, that's fine because when I was there, I was there to see racing, and it was just nice to. It's always nice to get that build up as you're walking into the track, and you're just like, "Oh right. man, I can't wait!" And then you come right out into the stands, and there it is, the track, and you're just like, "Oh, yep, finally." When it's they go by bag. for their parade laps, it's nice. Uh, yeah. Upcoming races for the cups uh, for Formula One. No cups. No Formula One race until Monaco, I believe, up in here in the next couple of weeks. The cup race will be racing at Dover Sunday, May sixteenth at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 Xfinity. Saturday, May fifteenth, one thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 in IndyCar. Grand Prix of Indianapolis, the GMR Grand Prix, I should say, on the road course at Indianapolis. Saturday, May 15th, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. Can't wait for those races. Dover's always a hit or miss track, but it's a fun track to watch. Yeah, I love Dover. I think it's a great track. And you thought of this. Uh, we're going to have a quick debate here. Who will be the first to win in the Cup Series in 2021 out of Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, or Denny Hamlin? Yeah, these these three drivers who dominated 2020 last season. They did. 2022 is a new season. Once that calendar flips from December to January, who yeah. cares about 2020? Well, it's opinion? crazy that these, I think I added it up. These three drivers had a combined total 22 of the 36 races so last year. all but year. 10 races, somebody else won in their spot, which is okay. Those three yeah. dominated. Right now, it isn't the Harvick, Hamlin, or no, Elliott it is show. Not. It is the drivers up there. Martin Truex is starting to really put his name into the hat for a championship consideration. Denny Hamlin's running very consistently. He's second in the points right now. Or, sorry, he's 11th in the points right now as they stand behind the... The guys that have guys wins. That have win. Yeah. But in regular standings, I think he's second overall. Right. Denny Hamlin's setting 11th in the points right now, as we said. Kevin Harvick running 12th in the points as they stand with the playoff format going on here. And Chase Elliott running 13th. They're not having a bad season. No. They're running consistent. They're doing what they need to do. I don't think any of them, besides I think Hamlin, one or two races has a DNF. Each of them is running their own race. They don't have to win. But here's the problem here. The expectations there 
are so high. Like, I'm not a fan of any other sport, really, but NASCAR. But I used to be a really big fan of Alabama Crimson Tide football. Like, I would watch that religiously. Now I watch Alabama Crimson Tide football after I'm done with the NASCAR season. Then I'll start watching Alabama. But there came a point there where I think he's, the quarterback's name was Croker a few number of years ago. And he would throw these interceptions all the time. And I would get so mad. I would get so mad over something I'm not, in, for one, in control of. Mm-hmm. And two, just something just so mediocre. But people get upset with sports all the time. That's what happens. It's fan base. So, But you're looking at, and I would call him Croker the Choker. This guy, this guy stinks. <laughs> oh, no. And then when our field goal kicker would come out, I'd be like, here we go. We're going to miss this one. And sure enough, we'd miss. And I was just so upset with that. But when he made it, I was his biggest fan. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick are in that position right now where they're running well. They're not struggling this year. It isn't like the rest of Stuart Haas where Kevin Harvick's wrecking it almost every weekend, not running in the top 10, not running top fives. He's leading laps. He's finished consistently top 10, top fives. Same way with Hamlin and Elliott. I can tell you, I can tell you, give you an idea who out of the three in the upcoming races with Dover, Circuit of the Americas, and Charlotte, who has the best chance of winning. But I can't tell you, oh, this driver's going to win at this race. I've mm-hmm. tried that before. I've tried that in fantasy. It doesn't work. doesn't work. <laughs> They're not having a bad year. And if people and fans of theirs were going to defend them, the people on the outside looking in are going to say, oh, they're not having a good season because they're not running 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two, and then right. switching the lead and winning every other weekend like we saw. And to be honest with you, I don't want to see a driver dominate like that. And it's kind of it, – Lean more to to the Formula One side. It's like I don't, I don't want to see Kevin Harvick win every race. I think we're just accustomed for, to uh, from last season how all three of these drivers pretty much dominated, and then we get to this season, and it's we're just all surprised that none of these three drivers right. have gotten a win yet. Which Kevin Harvick, I mean, they like you said, they've all run consistently. And Kevin Harvick looked like he was kind of struggling at the start of the year, but. Hamlin, who has led a ton of laps this season and has yet to score a victory, which is, I think it's just kind of bad luck and bad timing. He's doing good, but he just, they yeah, haven't he, been able to close it out. He's leading a number of laps, but he's, yeah, like you said, he hasn't been able to close I it out. I think it's going to, out of those three, I think Hamlin will still be the one to get I'm the just, first victory out of all those three. You know, three. just for the sake of argument and just to go against you, I think Harvick's going to be the one winning it first. Elliott, good driver. He's developing well. I don't think with the championship format like it was, he would have won the championship. It was regular points for playing format. That's neither here or there. He's a champion. It's over. It's done. I think Hamlin. Where you said Hamlin? Yeah, I said I, Hamlin. I, I think Harvick. The okay. other, the other H. The other H. Yes. I think Harvick. Let us know who you think will win. Social media links down below. If you're on YouTube, we'll tell you the links to him at the end of the show. But you have anything else? No, I don't know. Okay. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to take a moment to remind everybody out there and in the Marbles Nation about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at In the Marbles are the voice of racing. If you head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics, and it'll take you right to their NASCAR store, where you can find all your favorite drivers' hats, t-shirts, diecast, and more. But you don't have to just stop there. I buy all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear there, and Preston buys all his South Carolina Gamecock gear there as well. All purchases that help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you the best sports coverage 24-7 at unhingedsn.com. Make sure to head over to the Unhinged Sports Network to listen to your favorite shows, not just in the marbles, but all your sports podcast needs such as football, basketball, hockey, 
And yes, racing. That's unhingedsn.com. Final thoughts here on In the Marvels, post Darlington. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Make sure to subscribe to us and follow us on all social media platforms for the latest and greatest from the world of In the Marvels and the world of auto racing. Preston, first first and foremost, what was your race of the weekend? Uh, yes, the cup race. I, I, it would yeah, be for me. Just, just it has to be because you were there. It, yeah, you it, know? Be, just, it was great. Was there. It, was, it was nice to get to hang out with a group of people, those that were at their first race. And then of course, I think we might've met one or two other people just walking around. Yeah. We gave, you gave out business cards. All I can't day. remember the lady, the one lady that we met. I can't remember her name, yeah, but she was like, Hey, I'm from Somerville too. Well, here's my book. Oh, well, here you go. Yeah. It was great meeting everybody. We'll have a better setup. And I promise on coming yeah, September. Next time we will, it'll, yeah. We'll have a whole day to, to yeah, do things. We'll it's just, when you got to crunch everything into like two hours, it just well, does not I work. I still can't believe Darlington does. I still can't believe we're at the point now. Nobody in NASCAR, and I think I can speak for every NASCAR fan, almost, I can speak for maybe 98% of them, saying nobody social distanced, no one cared, no one wore a face covering. It was so let, funny that nobody was wearing one, and then it was like, you have to have a mask on as you enter the gate. And as everybody would enter the gate, they would take it right back off. So right. it just doesn't matter. It made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Everybody's done with this bull crap. It's done. Let it go. It's over. Agree with me or not, everybody's sick of this. But it's over with. It's done. Anyway, whatever. In the Marvel 2.0 standings for that $100 Amazon gift card at the end of the year, Got a new leader. Yep, and I got the text message from the leader last SMR, night. SMR R&D are defending in the Marvels 2.0 yep. champion. Has taken the lead now at 2,200 points over Matt Camper. Only a 10-point difference going into And I'm Dover. like 50 points back, I think. Yeah, you're about... Well, 47. 47 points back. You're 47 points back in third. I'm in fourth. A couple, about 145 off. Yeah, I was. I need a. I need. Yeah, you I, did good picking the team winning I, yesterday. I, I got great bonuses. Yeah, but, but I didn't do so hot in my original lineup. I didn't do so hot in there. S Blade still in fifth, forty three and me six. Unhinged Racing seventh, Truck eighty three, eighty four eighth. Smoking Woody ninth. Summers Racing tenth. Bun three eleventh, and Shake and Bake twelfth. I don't think Shake and Bake's playing anymore. I think what really um, disrupted things for me was I had Brad Keselowski in my lineup. And boy, did he yeah, I had go Kozlo- backwards I like had fast. I had Kozlowski in my lineup, and too. I think that and really you, messed everything up for me. Yeah, it did. And that's that's unfortunate. I wish he would have done better, but oh well. Can't win them all, I guess. But our driver of the week this week, and you're hearing in the Marvels, is Bill Blair, born July 14th, 1911, and died November 2nd, 1995, at the age of 84. Raced 123 races over 10 years in the Cup Series. His first race was race number one in 1949 at Charlotte. Last race was the 1958 Lakewood Speedway, Atlanta. That's it. It's just Lakewood Speedway in Atlanta. Mm, okay. Uh, first win came at the Vermin Fairgrounds in Vermin, New York. And his last win at the 1953 Daytona Beach Course. Ooh. Three wins, 54 top 10s, and one pole throughout the course of his 10-year career in the NASCAR Cup Series. And this week in NASCAR, Preston, since you found it, I'm going to give you the privilege to read it. Sure. May 10th, 1997, Mark Martin prevails in the nonstop Winston 500 at Talladega Super Speedway and holds off Dale Earnhardt to win in record time 
Mark Martin averaging a staggering 188.354 miles per hour in the caution-free event. That was what really caught my eye. Caution-free event at Talladega. And there's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with cautions. At Talladega, I've seen a few of them, not in person, but on TV, where it was just so amazing that it was caution-free racing. And it happens from time to time. It happened from time to time when, without the stage racing going in there, don't bring it up, don't, don't go into it. I know your views on stage racing, so it's everybody oh, else. Oh, no, no, I'm not, but... Uh, oh, by the way, I got a lot of comments about your rant. Good or bad? Uh, they, they agreed with you for the most part. Who, how many comments? Michael from Blindspotting agreed with you. Uh-huh. Charlie agreed with you. Mm-hmm. A guy, one of our fans on Twitter named Michael agreed with you. So a lot of people agreed with you, but Charlie also said to me, that don't compare anything to the dominance of Alabama Crimson Tide, Charlie. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, real quick, uh, did you check your Twitter notifications? No. For In the Marbles? No. Because uh, a certain somebody quoted uh, a tweet that you put out. Who's that? Uh, Dave Moody. Oh, I did tag him in there. He did. <laughs> and I just got a notification about it, but uh, he, uh, I think he, he did quote, you bet, a, a view that money can't buy. Yeah. With the picture that you I, took I got, of him. I, I got a picture That's of him up That's pretty good. Dave Moody, I, I saw man. That. Yeah, right. I'm yeah, right. how about that? That's You're awesome. You're talking about the... I vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Moody, yeah. What a great guy. Hey, hey well, it's actually... I'll tell you after the show. It was a great, uh, great race. I, my camera got right up to him. He was a bit far away, but I, I zoomed in on him. Was he... He was over there in he was one, turn, right? He was turned one. I, saw, yeah. I thought I saw him. So I, I, and I didn't know who it was at first, but then I saw his tweet with the bag. It's like... I know exactly where that. Oh, I got him. I got him. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Okay, that's how you get your name out there. Yeah, that's how you get your name out there in the marbles. In the marbles, it's gonna be big one day. It's gonna be huge. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Preston, anything else before we wrap up our eighty six? Yes, eighty six now. So we gotta do something big for our one hundredth. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, this has been a. It's a lot of fun, and you know we're slowly getting it out there. You know, I think the next. You know, the next. I got you some know, tricks up my sleeve. Whatever I'm, races I'm, we go to in person, I'm going to rate Everham it, and and we're going to push ourselves up to the front. Yeah, I, you or know, Jack House, one of the two hundred. Yeah, like I said, it was it was retreats. it was so funny. You know, so uh, we could tell the people when we got to where my brother and all them were, and they were like, "Yeah, this is Matt, uh, this is Preston's buddy Matt. Yeah, they're the ones that do the podcast." And everybody was just like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Yeah, hey, cards, 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 yep, yep, mar- yep. and the marbles, and the marbles. You know, so I wish that we would have maybe met some more people. But like I said, it was just the so time, hard. The time, the time was just was awful, just off. Well, we're gonna we, we're gonna get the flags up. Don't worry. We're yeah, gonna get we'll the flags get it. Up. We'll we're get gonna, it down for September for sure. Yeah, because once Darlington said full capacity, I'm gonna assume that gates will be open early in the morning yep. for a seven thirty race at night. And we will have all day to do a lot of stuff. Yep. We can walk around all day. We'll, yeah. we'll get our ducks in a row. But Preston, anything else before we nope, wrap it up here? Nope, nothing else. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here for this 86th episode of In the Marbles. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to us this week. Make sure to follow In the Marbles on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you're watching YouTube, handles are right down there at the bottom of the screen. Or just head over to inthemarbles.net for links to everything, links to our podcast, merch, partners everybody associated within the marbles is on there thank you to the partners again dr squash flag and anthem stand up to cancer fubo and fanatics for everything they do for the show for preston loot i'm matt beamer thank you so much again for listening stay safe and we'll see you next week
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.